Good morning, our brothers and sisters, and it's so good to be here, to be back with you, and it's only by the grace of God. As um, many of you have been praying for us, we are so thankful, and in everything, God has proven that it's no short of a miracle what he has done that the report can come out good and well it's only by the hand of god and in everything we just give thanks to god that we can be back here with you and this is all because of his grace because of his work that we can be confirmed taking the this treatment with medicine and we trust that God will be faithful and will also do miracles in your life so this morning we will see that Christmas what is Christmas many of us or maybe not only us many of the people in this season they do giving seasons of giving which is very good but coming back what does christmas means to you what does it mean to us and i pray that the word this morning will remind you and me that Christmas is about worshiping God. That's the purpose of Christmas. And if we look into our lives, God is concerned about this one thing. Whom do you worship? That's why in the Ten Commandments, God says, do not bow down to anything or anyone besides God. Because the question of worship, it comes down to the question of who is your God? Finally, when we come back to heaven, God created us to worship. When you read the book of Revelation, it's full of worship. So we are created for the praise of God. We are to bring praise. We are created to worship. Now, let this message will bring us back to the purpose that God created you and me. And when I say that, in our lives it comes down to the question whom do you worship you can tell by the priority of your life how much time during the day 24 hours you spend then you can see what is your priority and that comes down that whom do you worship do we worship our own comfort? 
Do we worship our own pleasure? That's what we are looking for, seeking after comfort, pleasure, success, position, achievement, performance. Whom or what do you worship? And even the devil was dare enough to say to Jesus, if you will worship me, I will give you the world. Wow. He dared to say that to Jesus. And I would assume that he will dare to say that to you and me. If you will worship me, He promises the wealth. He promises the glory of the world that is passing by very quickly. So let's see this morning, what is Christmas for us? From Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There is no end of the increase of his government and peace on the throne of David and on his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from now on, even forever. The seal of Jehovah of hosts will do this. So this is what is Christmas. God is giving us. It's the first step coming from the Lord. He is the one who loved us. He is the one who is giving His own Son so that you and me can become son and daughter. So that you and me can receive the adoption. When you are being adopted, you become son and daughter, then you become heir of the kingdom of God. Now if you grasp that in your heart, you become an heir with Christ of the wealth of God. And this Christmas gift, God is giving us what the world cannot give us. He is giving us wonderful. That's His name that is given to us. When you have a God whose name is wonderful in your life, there's no way your life will not be wonderful. Even though you have tears in your life, because that's what we are in this world, full of sorrows, full of uh, temptation, persecutions. But God is promising that He will be wonderful. This is the gift that is given to us, that He will be counselor. 
To have a good counselor means you can secure a victory in your life. I'm sure for those of you who are in business, you can test it very well. That if you judge it rightly, you take the right step, it just make a whole difference. And when you have this counselor, which is God himself, his counsel will ensure you will get the victory. No matter what happened, what happened in your family, what happened in your marriage, what happened in your business, God will be your counselor. The mighty God, that means He is all-powerful. We are nothing but with God, the almighty God, there's nothing to fear about. The everlasting Father, you will not walk alone. Even though maybe you have become an orphan in the world, you have no more father in this world, you will not without the everlasting Father. And I pray that we will know this everlasting Father even better because he is the one who promised to never leave us and then the last name that is given he is the prince of peace if you and i receive him as a king if we receive him in his true nature he is king that means we are willing to be ruled by him Whatever he says, I will obey. Now, if we receive him as a prince, as a king, then he promised, you will have peace. No matter what happened in your life, no matter how many enemies rose up against you, as what David says, look God, Many people are rising up against me. But he said, I will lay down and sleep. Even when his own son is going to kill him, he said, I slept. That's because God of peace is with him. He is the Prince of Peace. So this is the gift. And no matter how many gifts you receive this Christmas, if you don't get this in your heart, you miss it. God is promising peace. He is promising His power. He is promising His counsel. He is promising He will do wonderful things in your life. It's available, but if from God's end, it's already being given, if it doesn't being delivered to us, then something is wrong on this side. On the receiver's side, we have to clear up the way. We have to make a way. We have to stand in the right path to receive, to receive all these promises into our lives. And that path is the path of 
the rightful worship. When your heart is in the right place, God can pour out His abundant blessing. But when your heart is not in the right place, no matter how abundant He's pouring out, your heart is like closing up and you cannot receive it. So coming back to the point of worship, let's read from Matthew 2, verse 1 until 12. I will read it for you, Matthew chapter 2, start from verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and, I, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word so that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when we read this and we listen to this, Christmas is about worship. And only those who have humility of heart can worship. Why? Because if you see it, it's not in a good place. It's in a stable in a place of animal where animal eats you know that kind of place is not a clean place and when you come to that place you look i'm sure for those of us with reasonings we'll keep thinking who is this why should i worship in this kind of place why should i worship in this dirty place and only those with humility of heart can receive. Only those with humility of heart can worship and fall down. Now if we put ourselves in that place, it takes faith to worship. 
Who is this? Joseph was only a carpenter. He is not a well-positioned man. He is not a wealthy man. No. Nobody. But they came and worshipped. And we see here, this battle of worship, we see that it's not only those who are willing to come and worship, but there is also another people who are being disturbed. What is this? Who are being uh, uh, restless because this baby is being called a king. This is a threat. So for those people, their worship is not genuine. It's only a put-on worship. And we see this, it happens with Herod, the king. In verse 3, it says, When Herod the king heard about this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Now, Herod was the king. He had the position as the king. And when he heard, wow, there is another king is being born today. For him, it was, this is not good. My position is being threatened by this new king. This is not good. So Herod was troubled because he cared about his own position. And not pointing only to Herod. Sometimes when we think about myself, my position, my success, what happened to me if this happened or that happened? What will people think about me if I'm not being successful? When we care so much about me and me and me, we cannot have the true worship. Because many people in the world, they are willing to worship as long as they get what they want. Okay, I will worship. I will give offering. I will sacrifice as long as I get what I want. As long as I become prosperous. As long as I can become wealthier. So there is an agenda of my position. I care about myself. But when the worship doesn't bring benefit to my position, then we, I don't think I will do that. And Herod, King Herod, in verse 4 until 7, he was seeking to know what is this king? What does the word, what does the scripture say? What does the prophecy already told us about? So he searched about the word. He searched about the truth. But the purpose of his searching is not to find the truth, but in order 
to attach. Now, many people can study the Bible, but when they don't bring the right heart, the more they know, the more they like, how come this is like this? And we've known many people become even professors, but they deny that God is a good God. They study the Bible hours, hours, years, but they didn't come to the true knowledge of God. They say, God is not good. I cannot trust this God. Why? We search the truth. Are we willing to receive the truth? And Herod even say in verse 8, Go, you search, and then let me know, so that I too may come and worship. So he tell lies. He say, I want to worship. But actually, his heart wants to attack. Wow. We are before the God who searched into our hearts. You all here, we all here can look very good on the outside. But God, we cannot put something in front of our God. To cover up nothing. God is looking right into your heart. And this King Herod, when he give in into the jealousy in his heart, into his self-glorification, Finally, the jealousy that drives him turns him into a killer. He kills many babies because of jealousy. So be careful. Jealousy is a very, very dangerous sin. The first killing, the first murder is because of jealousy. Brother, kills brother brothers family because of jealousy this is a serious sin we have to deal with it in our hearts and take it out and then we come to the other one where we learn about heartful worship and we hear this about the wise men who came from far away from the east. They took the long journey. So that this is talking about sacrifice. I know some of the people that came to our church, some of them come from a long place, out of town also. Right? That's a sacrifice. You have to wake up earlier. You have to go on this long journey. True worship will require sacrifice. And even David say, I will not worship God without sacrificing something. 
And in Romans, it says, the true worship, reasonable worship, when you sacrifice your body as a living sacrifice, when God becomes king in your body, then that's a true worship. And these wise men, they have a clear and focused goal. They say, we come from far away because we see the star and we come to worship. They will not be swayed by the condition. They will not be swayed by looking at Mary and Joseph in their all their humility. But they say, we have testified and we come to worship. So their purpose is clear. And we should have this simplicity of devotion also. When you come to the church, you will say, Lord, I come here not to listen to a nice sermon, but I come here to meet with you. I come here to get a word from you. I come here to worship you. And God wants this kind of devotion from our heart. Just like in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve in his craftiness, so your thoughts should be corrupted from the simplicity due to Christ. The devil tries to take our thoughts away from the simplicity of devotion to Christ. Following Jesus is so simple. And the word simplicity, it means singleness. We follow him, we worship him, not because I want to be blessed. I want to be released from all these problems that I have. Singleness of purpose. I worship you, Lord, because I love you. Only single purpose. Simplicity, sincerity, mental honesty. There is no hypocrisy. There is no pretense. No self-seeking. And this is what God is looking. When you follow Jesus, when you worship Jesus, come with the simplicity of heart. God doesn't want all the frills. God doesn't want all the blings. All the lights, God is looking into your heart. And God is being enthroned as king in your heart. He is not being enthroned as a king when the church is nice and good with air condition like this. No, it depends on your heart. And coming back to the heartful worship, we read here the wonderful things that happen when they seek to worship, when they determine themselves, we want to worship in verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Great joy doesn't come from other people. Great joy doesn't come from circumstances. Great joy you receive when you worship. 
It's from above. It's not from east or west or north or south. It doesn't come from anywhere else. Your joy is only being decided from above. No matter your circumstances try to quench you, but when the above give you joy, great joy, and we even witnessed that with the church of the Macedonian. Paul said, this congregation is poor. They are not wealthy, but they have great joy overflowing in that generosity. Wow. When we have what is coming from above, the joy cannot be still by anything. People can do bad things, but your joy is coming from above. So let's worship Him until we receive that exceeding great joy. And this heartful worship, they prepare their best gifts. They bring gold, frankincense, myrrh. All those things are precious gifts at that time. And they brought it from afar. So when you love God, when you truly worship God, you will give something to God. Giving to God and not to man. You know, God, He has the world and everything. He doesn't seek for our gifts, but He seeks for our hearts. When your heart is truly worship, worshiping Him, loving Him, you will give everything. You will give everything. And God will see, oh, so this person really loves me. Just when Jesus saw that poor widow putting the penny into the offering, Jesus said, this woman gives everything that she had. When you really come into God with your heart, you will give. And then the last one. When you come into this heartful worship, the kingdom of God is in your life. And what happened? This wise man is being instructed by God in a dream not to return to Herod. So they departed to their own country by another way. So God is leading them step by step. Don't take that way. Take this way. Because in worship, we say, Lord Jesus, you are great. You are being enthroned. And King Jesus start to lead our way. Don't take that dangerous path. Take this way. It will come naturally. 
when we praise Jesus, His kingdom will come and He will protect your way. And I pray that this time, in this season of Christmas, we will be reminded, come, this is time for worship. Come, bring your heart back to worship. Worship the King. It's not about anything else. We are being reminded to the simplicity of our devotion to Jesus Christ. I invite all the musicians and let's prepare our hearts today to give the best worship to Him. And God is looking inside your heart. Let us come and adore Him. Let's stand up together. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Let's just give thanks to God for what He has done. Let's worship Him for what He will do. Worship Him for His promises.